Okay, Wait, there's no running? There's no a hormone or anything like that? <laughs> no, we, didn't, we, don't have a, we don't have a live thing. Sound's not working. Holy moly. There's a shit ton of people here. It, it, it's kind of a metaphor so far for how this weekend has kind of started in a way, hasn't it? <laughs> My gosh. We, we try to leave at 8.30. Have to get an oil change. Find out the brakes are out of my car. Now we're on the road at 12.30. Instead of getting to here about... We get here about 6.30. Yep, yep. Now we're live on air, and the sound doesn't want to play, <laughs> so the show doesn't get a proper opening, but our voices are going through. Hey, as Bill O'Reilly said, we'll do it live. Do it live. We got to uh, watch a, a hell of a time. The, the mecca, the woodstock of wrestling, if you will, is finally upon us. Yes, all in. Fellow Marks, Marquettes, you know, just kind of, not David Arquette, even though, like, you know, we'll be still talking about Sunday. Uh, but, you know, yes, this is a, a wonderful area. This is a wonderful time for everyone to be around and, and just kind of bask in the glory, if you will. There's like 10 other shows here. These one dudes got a, a billboard pizza stand right. sitting in front. I mean, they got everything going on here. Yeah, it's it's a, a, a wonderful circus. <laughs> um, for anybody listening, if you try to phone into our show right now, we cannot answer your phone call. Oh, I took that off the description. <laughs> you can hear us live, but we can't hear you. But if you are at StarCast over at the uh, beautiful Sheridan in Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, come check us out. Of course. Uh, uh, wonderful people. You know, we, we got some reads for you. Oh, man. <laughs> We'll also talk about kind of the first night at Starcast. Uh, I caught the uh, last hour of so the Monday Night War debates, and of course we saw Matthew, uh, Ron Funches, Cassio Kid, some surprise appearances in the Botchamania um, segment that was uh, that was happening last night there too, which was awesome. Plus, uh, I mean, if it is, it's not a Russell Cast show, send some love for PCO and. You'll definitely showing the love back there. So, <laughs> Ryan Zucker, tell, tell really about your awesome PCO story. Well, yesterday I, I demanded my PCO shirt, and he said, uh, well, we keep the tweets coming. Let's get you to the front. I uh, left Dr. Destro, stormed up front, could not find the guy, looked irritated as all hell. <laughs> and I said, don't worry, we'll get, we'll get it next time. We'll get it next time. <laughs> we'll get it next time. I'm going to get this link on here. What's that culture thing? The what? Let me let me spin that. I need to I need to copy this link on here. What the short link? To, T-O-B-T-R dot com. Dot com. What do we got? One hundred nine five eight. Yep. Yep. Five eight seven eight three. Yeah. Also beside us, we got the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. So some awesome guys there. Um, so yeah, it's it's crazy. Ryan's gonna pull up the the podcast row list here probably in a bit here. But I mean, 
finally, we, we, you know, we, we've been giddy about this what, since May, since about Mother's Day weekend. Um, you know, we, we kind of found out about the podcast row, and, you know, we, we were lucky and fortunate to kind of come back in. It's just that Buff Bagwell's a cape page. I'm thinking he was a car ballet. <laughs> it's because he looks like Virgil. Oh, man. Also, is Virgil going to be here? That'd be crazy. He is. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff just walking past. Looking awesome. Looking awesome as always. Unfortunately, his counterpart, the announcer during Eric Bischoff's reign, uh, Tony Schiavone, of course, no-showed Wednesday night. Yeah, man, gosh. But uh, to be fair, as we arrived in last night, uh, so did he. And uh, he looked definitely very, very tired, especially, you know, college football, baseball, you know, kind of in the swing of things there. But uh, maybe we, we can get a word with Tony a little later on. I'm getting the last of his thing out here. Give me, give me two seconds. Just, Tight. Tell him I want one. So uh, maybe shout PCO to bring me one over uh, at Podcast Row here. Um, but finally, we've been teasing it for what the last two, three months. Uh, it seems like probably ever since we knew we were going to be uh, all in, if you will. Uh, we will finally have our two thirds 2008 WrestleCast Radio <laughs> Awards best worst. I mean, we, we, we might well might have we our might banter and BS too. You know, we, that's kind of the running gag, the running theme, if you will. But you know, we'll, we'll probably break some stuff down, uh, some interesting talks. Uh, plus, we will be part of um, on Sunday. We will also be a part of the uh, what is it? The podcast move. Yeah, Sunday podcast we're gonna live on podcast board. movement. During the Westwood One podcast uh, network, there. Sorry, a little, little jumbled right here. I apologize. Dimitri's just got K-Pay by Buck Bagwell because they thought he was a car ballet. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I hope he, I, I hope he, uh, American mailed him. <laughs> I really do. Gosh, I hope that happens. He should have said. I like Scotty better. <laughs> especially, you know, especially if you brought back the uh, the eye patch there. We got the fans here. We're live. Who's the match you guys waiting for? You guys going to the rest of the world? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Thanks for so much. Giving out some bracelets. Come give some free swag, damn it. And then also buy some awesome swag as we got our two WrestleCast radio shirts on display. Also, for if you are not, of course, go to strongstylemedia.com. Click on the tab. And get I'm gonna, some. Get some. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy one right now. You're gonna buy and, one right yeah, now. Make sure this thing works. Oh, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta cash off watch of out, the. Watch out. The uh, what's the bracelet? Go ahead and take a bracelet. Go ahead and grab one, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. We got swag for days. So grab some bracelets, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure this works. Okay, perfect, perfect. Find the shirt that I bequeathed. Bequeathed. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the the way. Should we try to see? Here comes the man that guy that. Yeah, tell us, tell us your story. <laughs> you didn't even have, you didn't even have your suit coat on. 
Got to tell your story that just happened there. Oh, are we live, bro? Yep, yep. We're yep. live. Now. <laughs> so I'm sitting outside smoking a cigarette, just surveying things, and Buck Bagwell just like flipped his stuff because he's looking for a valet. And yep. he stops and looks at me and he goes, I'm like, oh, Buck, how's it going, man? He's like, hey, uh, do you have a valet here? I'm like, what? I just wanted to shake your hand and say, what's up? He's like, oh, do you work here? I'm like, no, sir, I'm with the podcast guys. I'm with uh, Russell Cast Radio. You should stop by. Oh, I got to find a ballet. Totally kayfabe. No offense, Marcus Buff Bagwell. But you, so you should be carrying some bags. I'm sorry, but no one should be carrying your bag. Am I right? He could be the new bag. Tom Cole. Our short sale went through, and it was a right, sale. How are you doing, guys? The best part about it, guys, is that I hear this guy, I hear this guy yell, get the fuck off the street. And Do you? Sudden, no. Buff Bagwell, and all of a sudden, DVP comes out of a car. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. He said he I mean, maybe his big, big stuff now, just due to the fact that... Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got that Cowboys for Angels mentality. You know, maybe that's why. Which, again, you can find him at CowboysForAngels.com forward slash Buff Bagwell. American Males. You're live. I don't know if anyone else is doing live right now, but we're going live. And I don't get a count. I don't know if it was his wife, but she was like, sweetheart. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, can you shut my door? But she had her door wide open in the street. <laughs> and then I go to shut her door for her, and that's when Buff comes up. Whoa. Yeah, we're we're gonna bring that up for sure if I run into him. Oh, Cassio Kid. Tight. Save us some swag. Tight. Not a t-shirt though. He's gotta buy that shit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Unless he was just kayfabing us right there too. It's a kayfabe weekend. I mean, let's be real. Let's... It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Um, the uh. Some some interesting sightings. It's it's very behind the, the curtain, if you will. I I notice I am the same height as probably almost every here, which is kind of shocking. And I'm only five ten, so I was just like very interesting. I was like maybe if I you know go along on on this journey that I'm currently on, and then maybe if I can get the technical legend and Daredevil Derek Fury to to train me, no, nope. maybe I could have one match. I'll do that. Maybe. maybe you can go in the ring. You can only take a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sweet. What about you? Either Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan, or... That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I, I don't, who would you want? To play you. Play me. Does it have to be a wrestler? No. No. Somebody told me I look like um, uh, how is it? He's the dude that was in. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Brendan Fraser. I no, could see no, that. Uh, Biodome. Oh, uh, Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. I could. Uh, 
See, but that's the thing. Like how I'm racially ambiguous, you are very white people ambiguous. Where you, yeah. a lot of people, you, I've got you look Matt like. Stafford, I've got Luke Ridnour. Luke Ridnour. <laughs> really? really? What? You have the non-curliest hair ever. <laughs> I think I'm Mexican just... and my hair's curlier than yours. Was... To be Luke Ridnour. This pissed me off. <laughs> I think it was like, hey, let's let's tell him he looks like Luke Ridnour. Oh, man. So that was not it. I was like, Luke Rittenauer. You couldn't go with a better insult than calling me Luke Rittenauer. And also, if you type in Tokyo Pimp, make sure you type in New Japan. No, the other day, we were watching Being the Elite, and I paused it randomly, and then all of a sudden I hear, wow, you're on TV when we were on TV. And I'm like, huh? And then he's wearing glasses, of course. And I've gotten where people say, "Oh, I thought you were Asian." And I'm like, "What? Makes no sense." Which I mean, and no, I mean, there's no offense or anything. I'm like, "What? At least Italian, I get." But you know, but I was just all like, but then when when I looked at uh, Yujiro Takahashi again, the wonderful Tokyo pimp of a Bullet Club, I was just like, "Holy, sh- she's right." <laughs> And then, you know, how my, my massive heat on Tamatonga and the whole firing squad over the last G1 tournament there. Someone said, well, I was watching it at work, and someone said, oh, you're a wrestler? I was like, I wish. And oh, you look just like that guy. And I bowed my head down. I was like, no wonder why I hate him, because I hate myself. I get it now. But, but he's tight. The nicest, he, he walked right past right before we went live, and he was very greatest to to a fan, I was like, damn it, he's really nice. <laughs> I, uh, I wish Thomas, or uh, not Thomas Naga, uh, Yujiro Takahashi would replace Yoshihashi in G1 next yeah, year. I mean, so he is, uh, he's not a junior? Uh, he, he's uh, he's, he's under 205. He's a former Never champion. Yeah, Never's an open, open way belt, though. Who else has won it? Look at, look at all your... Mike players. Elgin? It's like three Yujiro's. But, but I mean, what I'm saying is, like, think of all the other people who also have held it aside from him. That's true. That's true. We got a Kushida shirt in the house, right? Yeah, you want a bracelet, sir? Have one of those bracelets. Yeah, you're welcome. Who are you excited for for this weekend? Well, what match got your crank going? A lot of NWA love. I love that. I love that. Awesome, yeah, yeah. And, and with Cody, you know, having that, that awesome uh, NWA World Heavyweight title match with Nick Aldis uh, at All In this Saturday, he also has another championship opportunity with New Japan at the uh, Long Beach show against Juice Robinson for the IWGP North American champion. So by the end of September, guys, Cody, the American Nightmare, with everything coming into fruition, could be a two- I did GP US champion. Huh? I did GP US champion. Same thing. The NXT US champion. Again, they're biting on New Japan, man. <laughs> potentially, potentially. Hey, why not? It's the best. It's the best product. I'm not gonna lie. They scurred. I mean, it's true. I mean, I mean, tell me, tell me otherwise. Uh, well, tell me, tell me otherwise. For for him to win, or uh, that's, there's no better product than New Japan. Oh, I 
I agree. I mean, I as I stated, I've, I've been bleeding w, I've been bleeding '90s wrestling all my life, and essentially, you know, with New Japan, with me following following it for the last 18 months, like legit. But I would say probably the last I would say 11 months, where it's like specifically where I sit down and watch it. Don't fast forward. Don't do anything else during my time, but actually wow and watch it. Yes, I still have my gripes. Yes, they are. Their, it seems like, especially with the, stuff, the fire squad stuff, the bullet club stuff. But again, it's all for a plan. It's something I get. They're expanding, so they got to get that mainstream. But as long as they don't lose lose that luster, that doesn't capture fans like you. And I would say ninety percent of the base here yeah, yeah. during Starcast, I think it'll be fine. But hey, you're always your naysayers. You're gonna always have your people and say, "Oh, I like it better when it was Okada, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, nine or something. That was, that was the match that broke my heart. Because he wouldn't let go? No, it's because Okada loses, and then he starts crying in the aisle way because no. he was so defeated. I couldn't. I was like, man, my dude's crying. I feel for him. I know everyone's going to rip on him. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean... One of the greatest he, titles ever. Is oh, that man. the greatest New Japan title run? I think you could argue it's the greatest title run in the modern era of wrestling. Obviously, over Lesnar. So, do, what do you compare it to, though? Do you compare it to Punk's brain? What do you want to compare modern era? Are we going, like, as an example, that tag team list where I went from WrestleMania 1 yeah. as the modern era until now? That shirt is tremendous, by the way. That shirt is tremendous. Miracle Violence Connection. Let's go. Um, they're high on. They were high on that day. Finally, somebody showed some respect. Doctor Death and Terry Gordy. Oh yeah. Uh, so. Oh, band the original so, Bam Bam. Are we going like WrestleMania one as the start of the modern era? Um. Yeah, because NWA was still, you know, kind of kicking. Crockett was kicking in the high gear. Yep. Yep. A three was Starcade, but um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially, yeah. We're, WrestleMania one. So is he bigger than Hogan? Well, how many title defenses did Hogan really have in those four years? In those four years, maybe every Mania. Well, no, he didn't even have a title. Yeah, not even a Mania one. Mania two was Bundy. Mania three was Andre Durr. Tournament, so he didn't wasn't in it. Yeah. So, I mean, really, what, six times? Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I'm sure they're like, you know, your one-off. It's the perfect they had and, you know, stuff like that. That was on. But to be fair. Yeah, things like that. But to be fair, New Japan, you know, probably the same route. He probably would have 11 title defenses against uh, to 12, 12 yeah, leading to Tanahashi. So, I mean, in a way, but again, it's a different animal so over there. Let's, let's go with I was going to say out of New Japan, is that the greatest? But Is it just between Tanahashi? Yeah, I mean, Tanahashi's run, Kuna had a really good run back in the day. But I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, obviously everyone throws the, the, the CM Punk. Yeah. Which was pretty good. One of my favorites, I mean, but then you got to say, the and and obviously wrestled a lot more matches. He did defenses, obviously from the uh, former yeah, Universal Champion. 
So, I mean, that's where it's just kind of like, eh. But, yeah, I mean, is Punk the, the E? Well, you got John Cena, I guess, too. He yeah. defended the title I just, quite I just, a bit. I guess the only reason I defend it so hard is look at, look at the quality of every one of his titles. Yes. I mean, this, this huge company that was, you know, known... But at the time, before the Renaissance with Dad, with Nagata and Nishi and Makabe and yeah. those guys, and then Tanahashi coming up. Yeah. With Nakamura, stuff like that. It, it really was. Like, like when I showed you, 2005, Pro Wrestling Noah, I'm watching Masao uh, Kawada and then Sasaki and Kabashi, the final financial. They're the ones selling the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. You know, yeah, and even Japan. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So New Japan was fighting for Tanahashi. Tanahashi got him up off the ground and got him really going, but I'll tell you what. Wait, did you say that Noah match sold out the Tokyo Dome? That was the first event in the Tokyo. No, not the first event, but obviously, no. No, they, you know, they came the closest to selling out the Okay. Wow. I don't even know how much New Japan was even running. Well, because when I started watching, like, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and or 9, maybe, because they, they were, what, maybe a handful, if that. They had about 30,000 at 9, and now they're almost 50. Yeah, yeah. I know with the expansion from this year, definitely they, they had But that. all this expansion has come since the Okada era started. Yeah, the Okada era. They're running American pay-per-view. I mean, Multiple shows now. A year. They're running in shows America. in America. I mean, you got the big high. Madison Square Garden? Garden? Yeah. Yeah, the Madison Square Garden. Okada. That gets broken in seats. So is Kazuchika Okada the most important wrestler of not only this era of wrestling? I'm saying all of wrestling. From, what, let's say, what, 2005, the Cena era? Yeah. Has done a lot for WWE. You can't mm-hmm. discredit whether you like him or not. That doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. The facts are facts. But I think I think Okada and Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 11 was the tipping that changed the business. I understand. Push to the front. Nobody nobody can, can say anything about what we're sitting at right now. This is Cody and the Bucks. Yeah. They deserve all the credit. Yeah. Kenny and Kazu didn't have the match that they had at WrestleMania 11. We don't hear everybody talking about it. That's true. I mean, the five-star system kind of got back into the mainstream because of that. Look at this. Eight-star. Okada Tanahashi had ten five-stars. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was tremendous. But the difference is nobody it didn't get steam like that. No. Now, is that because there was a Canadian on the other side of the ring? Because he broke that, that six-star barrier. Yeah. You know, when he went ham with it. Ron Funch is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, Ron, Ron Funch is doing some, some Bacha Mania gimmicks. Ron Funch is You know, but that's one of those things where if, if, if you don't get that match at Wrestle Kingdom 11, yep. I don't think what we're doing today happens, happens to the same extent. Because I don't think... ROH elevates himself as high as they do. Now, 
Is that also the time where the whole Bullet Club has started picking up steam, started getting that hot topic contracts? Obviously, Bullet Club has been around for many years prior to that, but seeing those. I mean, topic. it wasn't that it wasn't that high and over when Devitt was running it, and it wasn't that high when Styles was running it. But when Omega took it over, and. So we can also notch it to some smart business decisions as well, and, to and be real. If you really want to be fair, you can tie everything all back to one guy only, and that's Ghetto. Yeah. That's the dude who booked it all. That's true. Wow. That little bastard. But, and he's not even with Okada anymore. That's the, that's the crazy thing. If you're New Japan, who do you have Ghetto kind of push to, next, to be the next? Who <laughs> Who's going to be in then, do you think? Or is he just going to be off TV? I think he just goes back and books. You know? Or does he cause Okada? I shouldn't have said, I swear, I've never seen one of those live. Oh, he's got the whole... That's cool. That is awesome. When we get to Tokyo in January, I'll just buy one of those things. It's like two. <laughs> Something like a hundred dollars, or maybe uh, let's uh, give a party at the Vegas shop. Maybe they have it there. Hey, if they do, I'll be like, okay, I'll I'll go. Buy it. If, if they if they can show are they, me, are they selling collectibles and stuff here? I don't know. I didn't notice if they were, but then again, it was it was one of those things where I saw some shirts, like I saw one Okada shirt. It was a Rainmaker one I didn't have. I saw one Tanahashi one. Um, that I didn't have. I don't have any, excuse me. My shoot job is blowing me up here. <laughs> I expected. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you need to tell me that somebody here's got a jumpsuit for sale. I'm there. I'll find it and I'll buy it. Even if it was all like, yeah, you probably won't buy it in any style. I was going to say like velvet, leather. How much is it? <laughs> 220. No. I'll wait till I get to Tokyo. Buy one for hundred dollars. Two hundred thousand yen. Um, already. Well, should we try to take a little break here? Yeah. Since we got to do some if, some shoot work. If 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 you guys don't hear the commercial break playing live, we're just gonna mute ourselves for the duration of the break. So we'll be back. We promise. Just give us like. Looking to get a head start back. on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's SportsCast Radio. You need to record a new greeting and record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, 
Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tuning, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. What's going on, Alex? Making it, yeah, it's been that's great. Man. Holy crap! <laughs> Sorry, I was in awe of what culture and their Britishness. Do you want to get to some of these lists? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's break it down, and uh, we will definitely break down the um, kind of what we saw the last night, and then we'll also kind of preview again the all-in card. But yes, let's get on finally. To our 2018 WrestleCast Radio Two-Thirds of the Year Awards <laughs> in Professional Wrestling. So we, we're, we got our worst of the year, our eight categories for worst wrestling of the year. Um, are we doing another show later today? Probably. Okay. So if, Sunday, we'll, we'll probably have our best. So if and when we, we get back to you a little bit later, there goes Bill after kick it in the middle. Um, we're okay. going to give you, we have 12 best of categories. We're going to do six of them. We're, essentially, we're saving male, female, tag, event, feud, and match of the year for Sunday, 2.30, we're on the Western One stage. So, today, at some point, either we do it now or we do it later, we got the other six, rookie, surprise, uh, all that fun little stuff. I don't remember all the categories. I got them written down. Today, you'll get gimmick, mic, surprise, rookie, finisher, and improved for favorite. Or best, excuse me. And then you're gonna get the rest of all the worst today. <laughs> oh, the worst. So what do we want to? What do we want to start off with, this, sir? You want to start with the please retire award? Yeah, I just have two, and it, it's been a consistent issue with me for WrestleCast Radio. I know you. You got a, a far bigger list. But one of them might be legit. One of them might come to fruition just because he got elected to the office. Nothing against Glenn Jacobs' hell. Isaac Ingham versus Bret Hart, my 
probably top 1,000 feuds that I remember watching growing up on 90s WWE TV. But uh, Kane, he comes back. Anyway, Daniel Bryan has the momentum train going. And then all of a sudden, he pops up. We get Team Hell No, as you predicted, a month and a half prior that that was going to happen. And uh, essentially, he comes back, and then he gets hurt. Hey, I told you, don't resign. Because if you resign, you're going you're gonna to ruin any chances of any fun you're going to have. Yeah. And then they put him in Hell No, like, just like I told you. It's using his famous dick wrestler, Joey Ryan. <laughs> Who's your number one then? Uh, Abyss. Ooh. Just because I am so, but, but he's also going to be a part of the War Games, isn't he? The MLW version of the War Games. Glad I haven't started being sports yet. <laughs> um, so I, I stick to the normal. I got five for every category. Alex, that's just how I roll. Like ludicrous. I roll out. I you roll, roll out. out. Wow. Alex is doing some things. I think he's looking at this car. I don't think we care if this is really on it, do we? No. 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 It can indeed. Alex had to do it. <laughs> uh, my number five for Please Retire is the WWE lingo. I'm so sick of hearing. Big dog. Lost time. Oh, here comes the lunatic fringe. And it's Yeah, but that's just business, though. That's that you you get what those terms. That, Pepsi, Coke, McDonald's, every big billion-dollar company, top 500 companies. Hell, Toys R Us before they close down. Yeah, but they're not a pro wrestling company. Huh? They're not a pro wrestling company. Yeah, but it's a business first. They're entertainment. I don't care. They're still getting They paid. have to put their stuff across. Yeah. But they didn't before. I don't like know. Once they the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but Gorilla Monsoon didn't. It's the immortal. That's because he didn't give a damn half the time he was <laughs> And it was better than he what was, we're getting now. The best thing, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the best <laughs> thing about Gorilla Rose is you had Bobby Heenan right beside him yeah. to, you know, antagonize him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I'm still over it. I don't want it anymore. I don't need it anymore. I wish they would stop with it. I should probably rank it higher. Because now, with you defending it, I think I've gotten more pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not defending it. I'm just letting you know it's more of a business strategy I than have, anything. Because when, 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 it's come out, it'll go, the rainmaker. How do you know? You don't speak Japanese? Yeah, but he said, he's saying like a paragraph. When I listen, as you call me, my marketing. English commentary that I listen to, they they get they say ran not every eight seconds. I get the annoyance factor of it, but I'm fine with it if it's not every eight seconds. How about that? If they consistently, if if, if when they're in the locker room they don't go, oh, you want it, you got it. And Kurt Angle flubs his line. I would say the worst thing about it is more. It's it's not even that. It's just. Oh, gosh, well, go on. I'll, I'll think about what I was going to say. Oh, but it, my, my, my thing is, like, Kurt Angle is already flubbing those lines enough as it is. Yeah. So I well, I blame a lot of concussions and, and bad only, choices to that. Not, not only can he not say his lines that they write for him, but now he's not even allowed to call them by their names. 
Yeah. You now he's got a manager saying, all right. Even on TV anymore. That's his job. You get the architect and the, the fringe, lunatic fringe, and the big dog. So hey, Randy Savage yeah. sells more than a macho man, Randy Savage? Never mind. I'm moving on. Killing me over here. Uh, number four, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Well, now, as a GM or as an active ring performer? At this point, I don't give a shit. I am irritated right now. Keep cutting me off. Like, colleagues at work. No, we're, we're done with the lingo part. No, no. So the next part, you won't cut me off because you're not going to give it. Watch the video this year. Ultimo Dragon. Don't get mad. Ultimo Dragon is, is, is can barely move in the ring. He's like Matt Hardy. He's struggling. He's not uh, he's not doing nearly half of what he's doing. I think he worked some some show other than All Japan too. And it was the same thing. It was just like it's it's more so it pains me to watch him than him. So for health reasons, yeah. retire. Like Matt Hardy, yeah. like when your shit's fusing together, retire. <laughs> yeah, like he's working Tajiri and then we're gonna have lots of shit off. And like that's not Tajiri and Ultimate Dragon. And that and that's the Mickey Rourke wrestler aspect of it, isn't it? I'm surprised it's even happening in Japan as much because they're more treated like royalty comparable hey, to America. Crazy, he won uh, the Junior title last year. Did he really? Yeah. And, and that pains me when you were talking about the Tajiri Ultimate Dragon match because I'm what is it? I mean, I consider myself a huge Tajiri fan, you know, from back in the day. And and for him, like you said, just to him just barely walking himself, I was like, oh God, no. No to jury. I don't think it's a gimmick anymore. So is the mist just like half? Is it acid mist spray? Like is it just half mist it's or? Not, it's not. <laughs> just like. <laughs> it's like when you squeeze a baby bottle or a baby powder and it goes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, number two, Kane. I agree with you. Uh, he hopefully took care of himself. And number one, the Undertaker. Oh man. Yeah? Are you said for Undertaker Triple H? For the last time that they said at WrestleMania, what, 28, 27? Take this off one more time. <laughs> I love that promo. It's Trips at his best. I mean, it's it's a little annoying, but I get it. But no, I'm not excited for it as I wasn't as excited. The Cena in the crowd, I got my ticket bull BS. And then the five-minute squash match, it felt like an eternity. But yes, I I agree. Just because they hang out with Michelle McCool. Yeah. Let's go home. Because I mean, do you think he has one more quality match in him? Terrible with Russo. No. And he did bury him softly, brother. I'm in his face. <laughs> but there were times where you could tell Rusev was kind of. Pushing a little bit more or doing a little bit more. Come on, more. guy. Come on. I know you got it in you. Just imagine that four or five years ago, that match. That feud, that what that could have been. Exactly. My but, God. But he came up with a tank? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he should have wrestled. He's going to blow you back to hell, Taker. I'm, you're not going to bury me. I'm going to shoot your ass you all the way. 
Like, how awesome. Yeah, you're totally right. During that Cena-Rusev period, that would have been the most logical transition. You already have Morgan Cena, which he got buried horribly. So, not softly that time. But, yeah, Taker-Rusev, my God, where the blow-off match is a casket match. My God, that would have been amazing. Taker should have wrestled Rusev instead of Wyatt? Ooh, yes. Ooh. I mean, it's hard because they're both so hot at that time. You could have either done was or. the mania that Rusev wrestled Cena? Yes. Uh, was that San Francisco? I'm, I'm going to find out, but. Fantasy booking of this bitch. <laughs> but God, you're so right, though. If they would have done that four or five years ago. And, and when you so Bray Wyatt on The Undertaker, you make that crap the main event or the co-main event, not the fifth match when it's sunlight in California, by the way. I forgot about that. And no, so I just saw a picture of these dark figures wrestling in the daytime. I hope that was the right guy. What? I thought that was that monster dude was the boat. Oh. <laughs> and I screamed it. He just looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I don't think it was him. But then he just said, hi. So if it wasn't, I apologize. I did not mean to be racist or anything. He just looked like him. Bad as that is. Are you pulling that up? Yeah, I'm the ticket to George John Cena. Wow, they got nothing. I type in a Rusev Cena and nothing comes up. Maybe it never happened. I, I erased it from my memory. Yeah, WrestleMania 31, it was all the same. Same, same event. So if you flip flop that, you got so you got Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. That could have been an interesting, you know, kind of feud. The family actually had a Wyatt family that made sense for that character. Which what are they going to do now? Which I was going to say something from last Monday. How awesome would it have been if they bring back the Wyatt family? Bray's free. Luke's free. To help Braun out against the Shield. Yeah, I just, it's, okay, it's not that I don't want it to happen, but I also just, like, I don't, I just don't care about, so yeah. if you put this back together, uh-huh. you're basically taking Ron Strickland, who's supposed to be the main event, or second fiddle, yep. so now, once again, you have screwed up pushing I think they already did this past Monday, but yes, uh, they, they. For me, I think what they're what they're doing now, which I think if they do a Wyatt reunion, I don't know how you're going to build to that for it to make sense. But it's goldfish, right? So we'll just say anything is possible in the universe. But with me, I think it would be so awesome just due to the fact that if you want to make Strowman, Strowman that you liked, not picking ten year olds out of the crowd or flipping over bodies in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But, you know, something where he gets his mean streak back. Like, Bray's like, dude, you were the monster. You weren't a spelunker. You weren't, you know, pulling yeah. stuff down. Like, this is what we need. And then Harper comes in. He's like, hey, our brother is hurt. I want to help you succeed and take down the shield. And then we get another yeah. shield. Wyatt family gimmick, which would be awesome because you get Braun now. And no offense to Eric Rowan, but you get Braun Strowman thrown into that. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, it's not like I don't want it to happen. I don't have a good idea. I just, I don't know. I just, 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 I just
still a firm believer Yeah. You were going that way, but he was just Yep. It was a fantastic awesome. match. And I haven't said that about four long time. Yeah. I, I left that match. Wow. Scott Luke Harper watching that a whole year. That's true. Because Harper is such an anomaly because he's big. He can move. He can dive. Like Bronze, obviously, he, he can move too, but Luke Harper's going to throw his body over. He's going to jump off. The- so I think that, that was a nice change of pace for Randy Orton. Which, you know, like we say, when he gives a damn, he's one of the best yeah. on the planet. I mean, one of the most beautiful drop kicks, European uppercuts, held the RKO, for God's sake. Sorry, DDP. But, I mean, for me, yeah, that was a hell of a match. One of the best matches of 2017. I, I would say, you know, in that top 20, at least, top 10 in WWE programming, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with that. The worst feud? Yeah. Oh, sorry. AJ Styles versus everyone. Once again, that's my point. Is how, now, I, don't, I don't want to start ramping up on this again, but this is what this is what bothers me that he finishes above Okada. Like, yeah. You have Kenny Okada, fine. I can, I can, I'm cool, and I can take it. I live with it. I'm going for it. But the fact that you're going to have the fact that you have AJ who had a mediocre year mm-hmm. over Okada blows my mind. Very baffling. And 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 I agree with that. I mean, when when I was doing my best of voice, I was like, I don't have a WWE guy in like fourteen wrestlers. And I was like, well, I mean, AJ was there, but I was just like, is this like a thing I have to put on there? Is he a person I got to put on there? Um, another few that really irritated me, just because. To me, five. Yes, no. Uh, my last one, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman. To me, killed Kevin Owens's freaking career in this summer because, I mean, spoiler alert, keep him off TV for the next, I don't know, six, seven months. I think everything should be fine if you're really like we're talking about. Maybe you pick back up Zane. You know, once Zane is back healthy and such. Uh, you know, he's been up in promos over the last couple of shows to like, hey. I don't have any friends. My friend is gone. You know, he's hurt. He's on the shelf. I'm all alone. And I got decimated by for three months. We were in a porta body off a ladder, you know, or, or whatever bodily harm that he was put through. But to me, it, it did nothing for Strowman. It just, you know, got the cheap out from the 10-year-olds, which, again, that's the business decision. I get where they're going with that. But to me, it killed someone where Kevin Owens was carrying your show. Him and Jericho was the must-see attraction. They were getting the highest ratings per segment during that whole stretch. You could say that with the the celebration of friends, what have you. But those two were killing it. And for him to just be literally buried, not softly, by by creative, it's it's just something that, you know, to me is is the worst feud of the year so far. I'll I'll get to it because it's on my list. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number five is Tessa Blanchard, Madison Rain. Oh, man. Um, nothing, my problem with the feud was every time Tessa Blanchard was dominator, she'd like slip, slip on a banana peel and lose. And it's like, <laughs> really? Like, well, I mean, like, she'd like miss, like, hit the buckle and get rolled off the roof. 
And it was just like, how many, why can't you give her the decisive win? Or why can't you just give the face a decisive win over? So the booking, I, I guess what a booking was like. I had to be you know? Yeah. Uh, number four, I thought you were about to say I just saw Minoru Suzuki. I was like, what? Yeah, I would have He's going to flip talking. this table yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four was the Lesnar Roman feud. They couldn't get their finishes right. Um, the build up didn't matter. They just kept having matches. They having matches and they kept, which then enforced, made Roman get matches. Yeah, and and wasn't even consistent matches. It was like, oh, we gotta wait three months to get the rematch. No one wants. But Reigns go in this program, and then we're just gonna transition you back because we're goldfish. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fill in until we get our champion. Yeah. So that was bad. Sasha Banks and Bailey because it's a terrible program. Then when they finally started coming, it seemed to be an angle out of it. Then they decided to just end the angle. Yeah. <laughs> I was just in the Benoit cutthroat. Three shows, I believe, that match was probably angled for, for for three pay-per-views, I would say. And then right when you're like, we're finally going to get the match, they would just say, nope, pull the rug out from on the rest. SummerSlam. We were saying, if you didn't do it at Mania, which easily could have been a WrestleMania match with those two, because that was going strong from January on. We were thinking SummerSlam's the next logical step. They weren't even on the card. Yeah. You could say, hey, we tore the house down, you know, with the NXT show back in the day. We're going to do it again. It's not hard. It's not hard. Like, you beat me, Bailey. I'm going to avenge that, that loss. It's one that's been eating at me, you know, for years. Yes, I am the boss, but I am going to take that win back. I hope they became lovers and friends. No. Oh. Sing it again. Tell me again. Lovers and friends. Whoa, I thought Usher was just in the house for a second. Would you sing in that? I'm not going to sing. All of our listeners will tune out right now. Yeah. Number two, Carmella and Asuka. Straight ass. Yeah. Even the finishes where you continuously get shark cages. And Sansa looks like an idiot before getting thrown into the shark cage. Uh, did nothing for us. She's now in peril in this company, uh, only behind one man, uh, Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about a guy who's just stuck in limbo. I have never seen a guy stuck in this much limbo, and I don't know how long in this company. I mean, can you think of another guy? You know, Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't even think Reliant. Well, like in Limbo, like just what you mean, like again, he was champ and then just nothing came about, or like literally creative has nothing for you? Yeah. Like we're we're suffering like the epitome of, hi, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to show up. It's like maybe Zack Ryder. Yeah, yeah. That that was not stuck in peril more than anyone. Because he wins the title, loses the title the next night, and then you don't see him for eight months until he shows up on main event. Like, I mean, I know that's not going to happen, but how long until Owens is show up until he's on Superstars? 
Who? Owens is on Superstars. Oh, God, if that happens, I, I would probably stop. If I, I honestly, I know I, I, I tease it every show, it seems like. I will stop watching mainstream if that happens there. Um, I would say, but I would say with Kevin Owens, uh, it's, it, it's just such a weird thing because he's been Intercontinental Champion, U.S. Champion, you know, Heavyweight Champion, or sorry, Universal Champion. Uh, and, and again, people are just so enamored with Kevin Owens. It's, it is baffling. Because just, better save my season. But the thing is with me, is it because he doesn't fit the Vince McMahon mold of a champion, even though he held it for what, four, five, six months? But still, Triple H guy. His matches like always ending the show or closing the show. I want AJ Styles' title on on the blue brand. Vince didn't have confidence in him. Why would he have took that head? That's true. Yeah, I was like, but that was also what two years ago. And why and they don't do? And then he was in a program with Sammy Man for like seventeen yeah. months. Tag teaming, yeah, it's just it, like why wouldn't you just do Owens? Take a guys a bar. <laughs> Damn company. Thankfully, there's that's, one right that's, there. No, yeah, it's it, I get jacked when I hear Owens's music. Still, I, I'm sometimes I miss it as our theme, but I'm just all like, oh, that's an awesome vest, by the way, bloody foley. Um, but I, I would say. Yeah, he's got to be the, the most baffling example of what the hell are they doing with such a high talent. You didn't see it on Monday, but he did one of the best, like, turnbuckle moves I've seen a man do. In, he was doing some Young Buck stuff. Like, in just one, yeah. And it was awesome. And he had a fantastic, fantastic match against Seth Rollins. I would say that possibly could be ending up on our list towards you know, our end of the year. Um, to- 18, but hell of a match, and 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 I get the frustration of it as well. If, unless there's some giant light at the end of the tunnel payoff, it is wasted our time. Yeah. Um, go gimmick. Uh, where's gimmick? Alrighty. Uh, we're, uh, I mean, gimmick. I'm gonna say for the ascension for one. No, uh, for the wrong. We interview somebody that's gonna be on our uh, worst wrestler. You should bring it up to her. No. I don't know that. But I would say, um, uh, Frank the Clown, you got your David Arquette. I'm just going off the, the whole Star Quest thing. Um, no, uh, worst gimmick, I mean, I would say the, the tag team division where we were praising the crowd and we're like, New Japan, step your tag team game up. Now it's like, have all this talent, step your storyline and your creative for your tag team division. Uh, it's just all in peril. Um, and, and I like the B team. In a way, I, but it's a gimmick that that will fail and will fall and will be a reach from, from people's memories. So, so team for sure. Um, but yeah, Frank the Clown number one always. Uh, my number five is this Kurt Angle GM thing has got to stop. <laughs> and if you're gonna do it, just let them talk. Don't write everything for them. Don't make them do everything. 
just, just give them the look. It's, it's, here you go. Here's your bullet points. Just be done with it. <laughs> Thank you for the photo. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't scratch one of them. I think yeah. the whole thing on the line. Over it. I'm done with it. I don't see it anymore. Um, it, it but if it wasn't fine. for dancing lines, we wouldn't have Ron Strowman and Lex Bliss. <laughs> keep, keep it in NXT. Agreed. You're going to bring up the main roster instead of work. Instead of at work. Gimmick. What has it done for? Nothing. Put him in a program with Mojo Rawls. Most improved? Find out. No. Ah. Yeah, I think it's over. Yeah. Man. I feel it. I feel it gets short. It's shorter now. It's not 20 minutes. I think it's about 18 minutes now. So, to be fair, it has gotten shorter. And, and I'll be honest. I tried to get blind. I tried. Like, yeah, that's all. When you moved him up, or when they moved him up, your personal line, when you moved him up to heavyweight, no, why wouldn't you put him in G1 this year? I mean, it, yeah, but it was a hell of a murderous row talent, but, <laughs> but why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, yeah, Make a splash. But even the three with Algon and Goto was eh. Yeah, true, true. But he did his part. I, I would say for, for him, his character, he did his part in that match. I don't know. I would say worst, worst gimmick is for you having me actually watch four full Taichi matches this year. That's my new number one. Uh, my number one uh, gimmick is uh, Ron tipping things over. <laughs> so over it, I'm sick of it. Every, if he was here, he'd just tip over on the table. Oh, that'd be tight, though. And then he'd, then he'd sell an arm drag. <laughs> so you're saying the, the uh, unbelievability of the monster? You mean to tell me this dude can wrap his hook face with a chin lock, a mobilizer? I would say that's a little, yeah, I would say maybe. If if you hook it in right, I wouldn't think some measly arm hook him in. I, I always think the sleeper is one of the funniest moves, anyways. I guess, but should he be selling a drop kick from Sin Cara? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> that should never happen. I guess it's, I guess it's all going. Like after that third attempt by Sin Cara, he should like pick him up and just throw him in the audience. That's that's all that should have happened. Um, the biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. All G1, fantastic. But let's be real. It was all about the block B. Block A, just, it was the same old, same old, whatever it was, I don't know, DQs, or if your name wasn't Okada Tanahashi. Or, you know, again, Jay White in the beginning was, okay, I get it. This is the Switchblade character. But, like, just... Throughout that whole G1 tournament where every match was the same a la a, a Tamatanga match in Block B, where to me it was just so old a hat. And Okada, you know, I, I thought it was a big surprise that, you know, he lost early on um, and picked up that momentum. And he got rid of the balloons, which, you know, again, saving for those three guys 
and Hangman Page, of course. Um, it, it was just something that, you know, it, it was just a, a little disappointing because you, you, you that had a fresher crop of newer G1 talent in that block A, and it only worked, you know, so, so often. It just was underwhelming where block B every night you're like, wow, wow. And then block A is like, oh, I got to fast forward through that match. Or oh, I guess I could have, you know, been doing two things at once during that match. You know, it was just a little, little disappointing there. Um It just frustrated me because that was the Okada block. That's the kind of high Yeah. That was the Jay White block. And then you're like, damn, well, that was fun. What else you got? Uh, Alistair Black's title run in NXT. Um, just due to the fact that, A, it was short. We don't know if it's due to the injury. Uh, was the injury past the, the match that he had? Okay. Um, but just... But but also it's just him talking into the mic. I think that character was just best perceived as I'm here to kick the crap out of you. That's why people were so enamored with him. And they just started having a mic week after week, monologue after monologue. And they're like, no, kick ass, chew bubblegum, take names, hold your title up, you're good. And then it was just too short, too soon. Matches were not there. I mean, I, I kind of liked the, the match with... Uh, Tell me, not only Lorkin. That guy's hiding. Did he wrestle There you go. It's hiding like Junior. Let's be real. Let's be real. But it just, it, to me, it just did nothing, uh, nothing for me. Um, lack of push for the Royal Rumble winners. You get Shinsuke Nakamura. You get Asuka winning the Rumble. One of the best Rumbles, two Rumbles that I've seen. Because this was the first ever women's rumble, hell of a thing. You got Trish in there, you know. You got everyone, Oscar, you know, winning high, and you're just like, wow, this is gonna be off the charts. Hell, something I've been wanting, I, I predicted at Money in the Bank, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, WrestleMania. They are bringing New Japan to the forefront, which we'll get to in a bit. But lack of for that, it was just like, oh yeah, we have our title shots, and the buildups were just so naysay. They, they should have built up Nakamura and Styles from the day after the Rumble, not, oh, we're three weeks till Mania. We're going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to have a title match now. Where Asuka sure. Charlotte, you're like, oh, this is going to be so big and epic. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, there's really, we have three weeks. Let's build up this title match. Which, again, those would main event anywhere else. Anywhere else. But it was just the lack of the push there. And then my other disappointment. Those matches they had at WrestleMania, when again you're just like, oh, it's gonna be seven stars, Shinsuke and, and AJ. It was just so underwhelming. You got DQ, you got all that. You know, yes, they picked it up at SummerSlam of la- you know whatever, but or not SummerSlam, Money in the Bank. Um, sorry, the green and the summer and all that stuff confused. But but anywho, you know, it was just uh, just not what I wanted. Charlotte Oscar, Charlotte beats the streak. Cool. But then nothing came about of it. You have her lose the title that she beat the yeah, and <laughs> so WrestleMania essentially. Um, yep. Sorry, my allergies are killing me on your lace like the other match, Nakamura gets beat, follows to AJ, and then low blows him. Yeah. Remember, he's low blowing, and Cena running. Yeah. Like, Cena's like, like, uh, 
Oh, John Cena. That sounds like what he would do. Um, and last but not least, uh, Tony Giovanni, no showing Russell Cash Radio, 10, 10 p.m. Wednesday nights. Point. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst gimmick of the year. The WrestleMania point thing. Scratch my list, and that's one through five. Ladies and gentlemen, we have called an audible. Number five biggest is quite a free Brock Lesnar. Everything he was doing was so good, even in the minimal time. But then we just didn't get enough. That was my problem. So, Shepard, we got that awesome, you know, the Rumble match. Yeah. Was in it. That was disappointing. And he came off of the match at Summer Survivor Series against AJ. Age style. Big, big no-no. Uh, my number four has uh, been Lucha Underground this season. It's been really underwhelming. I uh, haven't been too excited with the programming. The match has been kind of fun. Uh, usually, that's my big thing is I'll come out and be like, ladies and gentlemen, these are some of the best matches. Show shotgun thing box showed you last year. Yeah, that's, oh, that was amazing. We're going to get more bad because you're going to hear about it. My thing, though, too, is that because there's more exposure to the wrestlers kind of throughout where you're like, oh, i got to watch Lucha for these guys. Now they're on TNA. They're in Marion Catholic High School. You know, they're in all... And, you know, where it's just like, I got to see this on El Rey Network every Wednesday. I mean, could that be a possibility? Just oversaturation or... Okay. Change the venue. They change the main antagonist. You know, it's clearly him. You know, I mean, like, I look like you know, the stand-in audience is totally like, hey, we're going to give it to you. Oh, tight, tight. If you were leading it.
Alex is going to check back in now. We're going to get to the So, this is rest of the awards here. Going in with the hot tag here. So, my number three biggest disappointment of the year, Hiroki Goto's never title run. I was so jacked that he... Like, I, 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 okay, let me say this. Has there ever been a good never open title rumble besides Minoru? Um, I thought I thought Ishii's had a good run with it. Ah, uh, see, so I, I have not um, gotten I have not gotten into that yet. <laughs> I liked Nevada's a couple of years ago. Okay, okay. He had a really good run with it. Um, you know, it, and the match that him and uh, Minoru Suzuki had, you know, the, the show, the turnbuckle. True. I was like, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Just got awful. That that kind of started derailing 
Braun Strowman a little bit because I, you know, I've been a fan of his. Even you know, yeah, it, it just totally killed momentum. Uh, seeing the Taker at WrestleMania, whatever that lack of, we knew about it for months. You didn't have to do the whole. I'm in the crowd holding a ticket. Like we're we're not stupid, but again, they believe that we are, and it was just annoying. Again, it was a four minute squash match that felt like an eternity. I felt I was saying, uh, Chuck. Why didn't you just get Chuck Norris as the enforcer again in a Taker match? It was just so annoying. Running up the ramp thing too, that they're like, ah, well, no. <laughs> and oh, by the way. We have his pyro ready and his entrance if The Undertaker was in the building. Like, it, it, again, creatives got, they got nothing for Owens, but they got all of that crap for, for everyone else. Uh, I, I, I would just say kind of the whole, well, you were saying the feud, but, but that greatest Royal Rumble, the cage, just not falling into place. Uh, def- it just, you could see they, they had no momentum. But Reigns leading into that greatest Royal Rumble match um, into it, just his crutch using the word, calling you know Brock Lesnar a bitch, just for me annoyed, annoyed me. And it's just again, you don't need that, uh, especially when you're supposed to be you know the the next Cena, if you will, your PG guy. And then you that's your comeback. That's your only thing that can you know halt the beast. It's just annoying. No, it's it, it makes me uncomfortable because he says it weird. Yeah, it is. It's very, very. Tracks and trainer coming through butthead. I'd rather say that. Tight, tight. Um, Lashley, Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn. They had a whole sister gimmick. One of the worst things ever. And then their match. And that match that they had with Zayn, you know, I don't, again, I don't know if the injury was pre or if it happened during, but now Zayn's out, you know, on the shelf, which, hey, he definitely needs a refresher. Uh, but but that, that just was, was god-awful. Um, I also have, of course, Charlotte Carmella anytime. I was happy when Carmella cashed in that briefcase, but those matches that they had on pay-per-view and on TV, it brings back Sasha, when it all is said and done, will probably Sasha and Becky will be the top two of the four horsemen of NXT, and Charlotte yeah. might be below Bailey when it comes to that because she cannot lead, she cannot you know take control of a match. And Carmella, people can poop on her. That guy on on us for saying, "Wow, she has definitely progressed in a positive way." And to me, it's the character when it all comes down to it. Carmella, you cannot beat that. It's the Miz during that title run, what, 10 years ago or whatnot. So she's doing NWA old school type heel, cheat to win, small bag, not small bag, roll up, you know, anything like that. And she's she's killing it. She's 100 right there. And the match that they just had, the triple threat at SummerSlam, she was far beyond over than what Charlotte was doing. Yeah. You're not wrong. I Yeah. Except I see it every week. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I missed it every time you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're doing the exact. And I remember where you weren't the biggest Miz fan when it was doing that. But I was like, I get what they're doing. They're doing the Jerry Lawler heel type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've never stopped for gimmicks. Correct. Yeah, you've always been a fan of that, for sure. It's that good. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that's the master's office. Um, it's just one of those things where I I just can't get Yeah. And when she does, I'm still thinking about winning to the next level. Maybe we should ask Melger if uh, that will affect her in-ring work or not <laughs> since she came back from her hiatus. Um, let's take our second break. Maybe she'll be better lighter. Wait, where? Where is it? Jeff Cobb, you're awesome. Well, we'll be we'll be right back. Broadcast Radio. Most people would consider this. Illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Hey, Alex Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate.
Well, welcome back to WrestleCast Radio here on Podcast Row, sponsored by during all and weekend podcast. This is awesome. A uh, lot of uh, looks like some meet and greets. We got some uh, fans kind of lining up here. People coming down to the table saying hello. So yeah, if you are listening live on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media, uh, come by, say hi, you know, and get some merch. We got some awesome bracelets here. But as we're kind of going down our our kind of worst matches of the year, um, I realized. I don't know what Ryan has been doing, but he might have flipped me just due to the fact all dev- I know a lot of a lot of the things. People actually are stopping, you know, watching the universe, if you will. I might be that close. I might be that close, depending on what what they will be doing there, but. But yeah, I don't think I've ever had anything. I don't even have a Taichi match on my list, which is very surprising. Uh, or a Yano, or a, uh, or definitely a, a uh, Taguchi. But we'll get into those a little later because they are definitely going to be on uh, some of my best of list here. Um, but kind of as we're talking, some worse tag teams here. Notice my cat some heat. I know a lot of people, you know, are, are you know like them. I know Ryan is a huge fan of them. I don't know if it's really a tag team. Or are we going to do tag team now? Oh, no, you have your matches. Sorry. Oh, tight. But uh, Ryan's back here now. Jerry um, just pissed on my leg. Almost. Who did? Jerry Lynn. <gasps> Mr. JL? Yeah. I was like, man, that's why you got the house roll on the floor at the Target Center so Jericho replaced you. Xbox I didn't say that because that would have been mean. Ryan Tucker. Oh, tight, tight. So I was just saying how on my uh, worst matches, all E, you might be flipping me. Tight. All right, my worst matches. Let's get down to business. I have three. I abbreviated things here, and I want to make sure this is what I thought it was. Before I, uh, before I give you the wrong information, this um, almost done here. I, I literally forgot what one of these matches were. Something from June 4th. <laughs> oh, that one. It says CH versus. Oh, I know what it is. All right. I, 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 we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Is it okay. ACH? Was, uh, this is the first of two times you'll hear this match. Um, the May 28th, Monday Night Raw, Ruby Riot versus Dana Brooks. Oh. <laughs> not, not good whatsoever. God save the queen, indeed. <laughs> My number four, uh, Jack, Jake Strong versus Bad Boy Steve from the Independence Day Lucha Underground show. Uh, it was the a guy who did not know what he was doing. So then the best part was after Jack White or TV, Jake Strong uh, gave him a uh, power bomb on the floor. I don't know, was that oh. anger? <laughs> Inger bomb. I was I was impressed watching. I'm like, God, that was terrible. I'm like, who 
Ooh, he might think of this too because he's going to kill the guy. And then he powerbombed the guy right on the, on the, <laughs> on the, head, on the floor. All those powerbombs. Uh, number three is also from the May 20th Monday Night Raw. It is the entire woman's gauntlet that Ruby Riot and Dana Brooke took place in. They tried to replicate the men's one from a month before it. And dear God, I wish they would have not tried to. I've never seen a more force. You have 10 minutes to do seven matches in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't that define the women's division from 04 to 2014 ish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, real. But they had it on one Raw segment. There were two Raw segments that they were lucky. But yeah, I mean, that, they, that personified. So maybe that was a way of saying, hey, we're, we're getting this out of the way here on Raw, but we're going to push for the evolution after this monstrosity of a gauntlet. <laughs> God, I must have been scratching my nose during that match. Wow. Yeah. Started happening? Maybe. Maybe it wasn't his fault. Because I think I defended what? I think the second match they had out of the 12 that they had because Bray Wyatt was in that accident. Second match? This one I gave a quarter star. The second one I gave a star. So I agree, it was better. Because I think I was defending. I was like, Ryan, it's so much better than blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, I'll give it a star. Why don't you lead us off with tag team, or your worst tag team? Yep, worst tag team, uh, as I was kind of stating a little earlier, I know a lot of people loving them, but the whole G1 thing, especially with firing squad grills of destiny, never really did anything for me, and just, you know, kind of with the stuff and the bullet club dissension, civil war, if you will, just, uh, to me, just wasn't uh, anything that, that did anything, and it was a team that still, unfortunately, does not do anything, even though Ryan tries to tell me different. Uh, and that essentially the Ascension. I feel bad for them. I'm, I'm assuming this talent somewhere. They were over in NXT. I've yet to see it, even though it's on the network for $9.99. Yet to get a play, they were a big deal. Unfortunately, they're not even a comedy gag anymore with uh, with Brizongo. Where I was like, all right, I can get behind these guys off of some 
backstage promos, but to me, just getting pinned. I think they got one win for like the first time in a couple of years, like a few months ago on TV. But besides that, eh. Uh, the leaders of the world, as much as I was like, okay, we can get into this, barring injuries from that accidents involving Bray Wyatt or other out-of-the-ring activities with him, it just never clicked. It should have clicked, like the laughing thing when they were feuding into it. It was cool for the week, but again, when you see that 200 more times within a three- to six-week program, it gets a little annoying, uh, as well as this team just because, again, so much potential, but I'm going to chalk it up to maybe injuries again or whatever. The Revival, though, it's not them as a tag team, but it's the booking of the Revival on Raw because, again, injuries played them throughout, what, end of 2016 through 2017. We're like, all right, we're going to give them a push. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, draw shoulders, you know, this and that, out three, four months, which I was like, why didn't you just have the other active wrestler just have a little singles run? Why not? And then it's like, all right. And then during a match, you have the partner come back. It's like, all right, the Revival's back. They're here to kick ass and take names. But no, we get none of that. Now, granted, they've been into this, whatever, the leaders of world, B team, you know, debacle. Uh, you know, hopefully that, that changes for them, you know, and, and, and I wish nothing but prosperous stuff for the revival, but unfortunately for me, the booking of them makes them the worst tag team of 2008. It pays me so much, but you're not wrong. Like, I can't, I can't fight with you. Saying that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got uh, number five. I got 207 Telly Lytic I don't know if they've had an active tag match together regardless. <laughs> I think they're utterly terrible. And therefore, they have made my list. Yep. Oh, perfect. Um, number four. Uh, number four. Um, the dogs, Red Titus, and Wasn't Red Titus a big deal like a few years ago with the IWC? Okay. Him and um, uh, Kenny King. Kenny King, okay. They were the kid with like, um, guys like uh, the, uh, the Wow, that's why I remember that Red Titus name because they were always with them. Okay. Is that era of, of tag teams? Just within Ring of Honor, could that be one of the best post '90s tag team or like a good era of tag team wrestling? Briscoes, them Bucks. It was, I mean, I, I'm still a big. I love when you get like Briscoes versus Gen, Generation X, Aries and Roddy. Yeah. Like that's cool. I mean, you got the Austin Benjamin really worked. Yes, ex- yes. Uh, they put on Hero, fantastic matches. Yeah. Obviously, you blew the bristles. And Kenny King was hot. Mm-hmm. He, was, he really figured out Red Titus was the worst. Now they're Fine because 
because it seems like now there's a lack of tag teams in Ring of Honor. So you would think you would get that pedigree of what Bret Titus had during, you know, their golden era, if you will, or, you know, better era, if you will, where, yeah, why aren't they getting, you know, off? But like you said, it could just be lack of chemistry so far. That's still a thing, huh? Unfortunately, um, when they need a filler, they throw them together. It will spot for six months. That's <laughs> it's dragged for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, just be done with it. They haven't even updated his merch. It's still the same shirt. I get it. Under contract, you have a Vegas shirt. Oh, tight. Um, I just don't care. Like, I get the deal, but what is it, three months is going to last? Yeah. How long does it work anymore? Uh, two months and 29 days. Yeah. There's so much promise. There was promise in, in those characters. And we know Bray Wyatt can work when, you know, they're like, all right, go work. We know he can put on a match. He can get the crowd involved, the audience or the universe, sorry, the universe involved. And Matt Hardy has such a love and appreciation for wrestling. Well, yeah, all he needs to be is that character. He gets a hot tag every now and then. And then, boom, twist the fate into, you know, whatever their finisher is. And that could have worked. Yes, it's not longstanding, but still something that could have been for a year where then you have another blow-off or just or just due to the fact that the unfortunate circumstances that has happened, you know, just got rid of them. <laughs> you want to take that first? <laughs> uh, one thing for me, uh, at first I thought it was, I, I was going to be a fan of hers. And then, you know, kind of listening when you were like, no, she's, she's not very good. Um, and then rewatching a few other of her matches, she seems a little dangerous. I don't know if that's part of her killer appeal, but Killer Kelly, I was kind of on the board, you know, during that UK thing. But just watching more and more NXT stuff with, with her just doesn't seem very, very safe. She's still trying to get, you know, into that there. Oh, we got it. We got MJF in the building. Oh, Demetrius just kissed MJF shoe. That is the greatest thing. He made our radio shows Virgil. We're live? They can hear me right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You just got to listen to history, okay? We are here at StarCast, and I just had two disgusting poor people kiss my shoe. 
One of them looked like Virgil. One of them did look like Virgil. Uh, I would say, I would dare I say exactly like Virgil, exactly like Virgil. That's what we like. To you know, see. there's just there's just so many disgusting creatures here at Starcast. I'm trying my best not to gag in my mouth. Um, just questions, buddy. I, I think you're doing a good job. Uh, obviously, this is one of the most tremendous things you can think could happen in 2018. Sure. I know, and all here to see me. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yes. The MVP of Lost in New York, by the way. Absolutely. Just so everybody knows. Winning. This is something that doesn't happen. You know, five years ago, this would have never happened. My thought process is that ever since I came into the industry, it's changed dramatically. Uh, I've only been doing it for three short years, and I'm sure you've noticed in this last three short years, a lot has changed. I mean... We are about to have 11,000-plus people attend an independent show, and it's all because of me, and you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that you're here to do this for pro wrestling. Absolutely. Pro wrestling needs saving. Oh, God. I mean, you know what makes me sick? All these guys, they care about what these disgusting people think. I don't care what these people think. You know what I care about? I care about money. I care about winning. I care about success. You look like the part, too. Right? Absolutely. Look at this Burberry scarf. Always rocking a burb. Constantly. Um... But yeah, man, I, I feel great. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for tomorrow night. I'm ready to absolutely kill it. I have another match, actually, uh, on Sunday against ACH at Inspire. Going to win the, the world title there. Oh, my God, one of my very solid friends. How's it going, man? We're, we're li- that's true. There's like, there's like maybe two people that like me. Um, yeah, it is rocky. Buddy, buddy, I'm not going to tell you what I'm coming out to all in. in but I can assure you, wink, wink. Uh, this has been great. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore MJF. Uh, you can follow the fat guy in the ECW shirt. Nowhere, because nobody cares about him, and he was adopted. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have fun this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag winning. My my dream is here. I don't know when But uh no, that, that was amazing. MJF. We we've been we've been fans I've been a fan, you know, kind of watching some ML you know or uh, ML yeah, Major League Wrestling, MLW. Uh, you know, just kind of stuff throughout the you know, course of the year. And like you said, Lost in New York, that opening match. My God, where I was like, oh, it's going to be a good, fun opener. Where I was like, oh, this is going to be the end spot here. And then, nope. <laughs> it went full New Japan. Like, nope, five, six more minutes. And it was just fantastic, just Matt wrestling. And, that, and you know, again, MGF as a whole, we, we are not worthy. Is he rocking the Burberry tomorrow? He might. It's something you were calling on Wednesday. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Did I let the cat out of the bag? Hope not. <laughs> what do we got for uh, uh, the worst female? Oh, killer! Uh, oh, Rannigan's plus. And then honestly, and again, it's it's kind of the going back to the revival thing. And I hate to say it because I know you don't like her booking so far on the main roster. But what the hell happened to Oscar? Again, winning the Royal Rumble, going to. Mania, like, all right, she's going to face Charlotte. It's not Rousey. She's going to face Charlotte. It's going to be a clinic. It's going to be great. And then, boo, you end the streak. 
and then, you know, she flattens her hair, and then nothing else happens. You know, she's not the dominating spear that she was when she came in on the SmackDown brand. You know, her and Becky Lynch would have been the most logical match at SummerSlam for the title. You get two hard-hitting wrestlers that can go 15, 20 minutes, and, and for them, having, a, you know, essentially submission finishers, again, much better storytelling than kind of what they, well... I like the match that we got at SummerSlam, but again, that's the more logical feud on the blue brand where I'm like, here's my money. Here's my money. But Oscar for me, is just an afterthought. And why? She, you know, with Ayo Shirai, you know, Kyrie Sane, you know, kind of that, you know, that kind of, you know, them coming over, you know, I only can hope 2019 to 2020 will get some of those awesome matches that I've heard you talk about, you know, that they've had, you know, years in the past. But Oscar, unfortunately, 2018 so far, we're wrestler. Yeah. You're one of the mains on WrestleMania, but not on SummerSlam. What in the F? What do you got there, sir? Did you do your alternate change? I did not do an alternate change. I'm going to skip number five. Because I feel like an asshole though. You put two and two together. Understand why. Uh, my number four was Solo Darling. And then Beyond Sean. I was just like, she's really good. Uh, number three, Sessions Moss Martinez. I like it the first time. I changed it the sixth time. Wait, so that's not the same as that Marty the Moth guy everyone talks about in Lucha? <laughs> Oh, that was her, yeah. Oh, my God. I just don't care. No, I guess, you know, it's getting looking for Keep on, keep on, you know. Nice little fist, though. She's tight. dogging, by the way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not dogging, but... Yeah. On number two, Kelly Klein. And this is me. Maybe I'm overreacting, but I just... When she started getting booked on some real good talent, her work rate went down. Um, very, very good. Did he grab one of them? Yeah. Where's She takes some of the <laughs> grossest bumps I've ever seen in my life. She, she gets mad kudos for the bumps she takes. But the end ring work in Watch Monday, and they kind of pinpoint to what you're saying about Dana Brooke on Raw with Titus Worldwide. It's, it's fun. It's what you expect, but it's. It's fun. I can't wait. Yeah, to you watch it. You'll, 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 you'll smile. You'll smile. Worst category. Worst male. Worst male. Buff No. Um. Do I not have a worst male on here? We'll go down your your list first. I don't know why I can't watch this. Number five, Ultimo Dragon. I've already. Oh, we already did worst male. No, was, he was under fire. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, because I said it's the same thing, Kane and Abyss, essentially. Worst oh, males. Yeah. Number four, Tito Sabatelli. I think he's injured. That's fine. Uh, number three, Kane. Number two, Kevin Matthews. And number one, Matt Hardy. Face closed. We've already talked about so we need to change these awards to what has WWE done lately to not be on the worst list 2018 
we almost could just do the WWE Awards, and that's our worst. The new Slammies. Damn. Trashy. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. When the game is on, you have to be here. Traditional and boneless wings with 21 seasons, sausage, seasoning, all the games on the wall-to-wall TVs, wide selection, cold beer on draft, a full bar with all of your favorite cocktails, wings, beer, sports. This is also another one we can use. When football is on, you have to be a Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, and football. When the game is on, you have to be a Buffalo Wild Wings. And then the 15 seconds. They give us by five seconds, by the way. 15 second read. While the big screens, cold beer, and all the games on all the walls of the big screen TVs. When football is on, you have to be a Buffalo Wild Wings. Then I got ones for uh, September 6th to November 8th or November 18th. But, Psych, I'm not giving you out there deals. Nope. you got to wait till football starts, and I'll read you the deal. Which we just finished our Strong Style Media Fantasy Football Draft last Sunday. The quickest ever. Yeah. By the way, under two hours. I think one year we were there for like four and a half hours. What, the lack of knowledge, or? <laughs> or that was the number one pick? Uh, we have about five minutes here left. What do you have for your worst male award? Huh? What's your worst male? I already said those. Is you retired? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we are just about out of time here. Uh, we may be back later doing another run with the. Uh, yeah, if you guys want, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be breaking out, you know, surprise of the year. We're going to break out, you know, of course, a breakout wrestler of the year so far in 2018 finisher of the year, most improved, best event, best feud, (laughs) best (laughs) and of course the best tag team, best female, best male, a lot of awesome awards, thank you guys, awesome shirt by the way, Shattown represent, Um, but one thing I will say, do do we want to do one more, do we want to do like surprise or breakout, or do we want to do surprise of the year, or do we want to save that for... Save our, our best of awards. Perfect. Those are going to be worth talking about. So we'll have to find a time to do to have those because we're only going to have 45 minutes to do six of them on Sunday. Yep. And the way we talk, we're lucky to get three of them done. <laughs> so I mean, we got to do instead of 15 minutes a segment like like we would, you only get three of them done. Seven minutes a segment. So we, we probably will have a part two later on. You know, we'll give some more interactions to start with the crown at Starcast here on Podcast Row has been great. Brought to you, of course, by Buffalo Wild. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would say, you know, maybe we knock out a few because we got an hour because we got the weigh ins today for all in. I cannot wait. I still wish for some reason, somehow, they just had a special attraction weigh in with PTO. Of course, the genetic. Big Papa Pump Scott Center. How awesome fantasy book that match being today. Every sight. How great would that be? I just want to see them two look at each other and just stand there and be like, that's that WrestleMania I'm, moment right I'm, there. I'm hoping we get a picture of PCO in the WrestleCast radio shirt. Here comes Demetrius. But, uh, but last night we uh, got in. 
I, I caught a little bit of the Monday Night Wars debate there that was ending with uh, Tony Sh- or not Tony Sh- Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard, of course, with Comrade doing the moderating there. Um, wow, what happened to all my notes now? That's really random. Oh, uncategorized. That's why. Um, they, they brought up an interesting point, though. They said, you know, three guys to start a company. Who would you pick? Bischoff said Kenny Omega, Dolph Ziggler, and the American Nightmare Cody, which you cannot disagree with, with Cody at all for what him and the Bucks have done. And everyone involved, you know, with All In, with StarCast here, he obviously, it's in his blood, for God's sakes. And this is just showcasing that aspect. Um, Bruce Pritchard said to loud, thunderous booze, Roman Reigns. Which then he's like, no, I'm serious. Roman Reigns. And then he also said AJ Styles, which can fault him on that. You know, if you release the reins of Connecticut off of him, we know what AJ can do. And then, again, he said Cody, you know. It could have been kind of the marking thing. Yeah. But um, but very interesting on, on, on those fronts there. Uh, who would be your three right now? Obviously, Okada. Yeah, because he's going to put the bucks in the seat, they say, for the wrestling aspect. Yes, yep. Can I say the young one? Is that called as one or because of the tag? We'll count it as one, yeah. Because they can make anyone look good. Not make anyone, but, you know, they will put on a a damn good match, a clinic. They can sell. They'll tell a story within each of their match. You know, they, they have that New Japan route where they will work the back and everything like that. So, I think I'm trying to think of somebody who has mainstream value, credibility, and charisma to really draw. Yeah. Maybe it is Kenny. Maybe I'm going Kenny, Cody, and the Bucks. I think I might be my first. I thought that was Kevin Steen for a second. Also, by the way, I'm I'm really happy to see ACH not coming in as a mummy. Looks like he's injury free. Michelle, there we go again. Tan as hell from Minnesota, which is crazy. Um, yeah, no, always always interesting there. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. Again, we got the weigh-ins today. Uh, we might check out a TNA panel here and there. Um, I might take a hiatus from, from WHM for a while. <laughs> WHW for a while. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, Botchamania was awesome. Unfortunately, we did not get to see a clip we were wanting to hopefully see. Um, but it was still so pretty cool to see Matthew kind of up on stage and, and kind of those clips. And again, I didn't know Drew McIntyre and Johnny Gargano were a tag team, but that ending clip, just how, how they were kind of doing that, that botch there was pretty damn cool. That was fun. That was fun. Um, we're going to sign out. We'll be back with you guys at some point. Otherwise, Sunday, you can catch us podcast. Yep. That's one. 
we'll, I believe we'll get the audio, so we'll get that up on the channel for all you guys as well. You guys have all that, but, uh, yeah, hit us up. I at underscore SSM. Yep. Shout out to Beta Scott and MJF for coming by and uh, saying hi. Have a good time. Deuces.